Welcome back to another episode of the loudest 90 days on the internet. It's the only podcast that's 100% devoted, devoted to 90 day fiance chatter and rumors. With me is my co-host, Asterios Kognos. His fiance is from South Africa. That's right. And uh, we had a heartwarming reunion at the airport. I showed her my house. In some ways, my house was different, but in some ways, it was the same. Did you bring her flowers? I did. Did she complain about the flowers? Yes. <laughs> she was like, I don't like red. I don't know why you got me red flowers. You know I don't like red. And I was like, well, this is going to be a fun 90 days. Natalie's a fucking nut bar. I love this show. Uh, my name is Sarancha. If you weren't aware, there is a new season of 90 Day Fiance that's on now. And me and Asterius are watching it religiously. It's that's right. so good. There's a calendar. It's, it's in our shared couple's calendar. 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday nights. No loudest podcast recording, no work, 100% plugged into 90 Day Fiance. 100% 90 Day Fiance. I am, okay, so 90 Day Fiance, if you're living under a rock for the past couple months and somehow you missed the concept of this show, it's about, here's every episode of 90 Day Fiance, ready? Uh, I'm a... Amer I'm a below average looking American man and I'm either fat or a hungry skeleton. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to chat up a woman from the Ukraine and probably the Ukraine or Brazil mm -hmm. and promise her that I am a wealthy American who can buy her whatever she wants. Then when she gets here, I'm going to hope that she doesn't call my bluff. <laughs> they don't have windows in Ukraine, do they? <laughs> <laughs> These guys are real. It's like. G tier. If there was a tier below F tier, it would be these guys. They they each look like the Michelin man or something the Michelin man <laughs> grew up. And yet women find this show romantic. I don't. I think it's a train wreck. You don't really, you don't think any, at no point when you're watching it in these two hour episodes, you go, oh, that's romantic. Uh, I like, there's a moment, there's a brief moment when they meet at the airport for the first time, and almost every couple has this, except for Jovi and fucking Yara, who we'll get to later, um, where they like genuinely seem like they like each other. But yeah. then after that, things quickly go downhill. It just makes me laugh so hard because these motherfuckers. So the conceit of the show is you have 90 days on the K-1 visa, which is the visa for spouses. I know the Scot Scottish girl I've talked about on here mm -hmm. actually is bringing her Scottish husband over on a K-1 visa. So by the time you get approved for the visa, you have 90 days from when you arrive in America, you have to get married or you got to fuck off back to the Ukraine or Eastern, whichever Eastern, <laughs> Eastern European country <laughs> from whence you came. That's right. The American government put a ticking clock on love. We love ticking clocks in the drama industry. It's like, oh no, we got to, uh, John McClane's got to get out of the tower before this, the bomb goes off. Oh no, James Bond's got to get out of the vault before Goldfinger's bomb goes off. These couples got to shit it or hit it or quit it before 90 days because once the 90 days are over, she's going back to Moldova. Yeah, and uh, every couple on here treats the 90 days like it's supposed to be a getting to know you period, which <laughs> it's not. You're supposed to get married. <laughs> it's not for getting to know each other. But I digress. The best show ever in the history of the world. There's some pretty boring couples on this season. A series, tell me about your favorite couple. Okay, I really like... There's this 27-year-old kid. He literally lives on the farm with his parents. Brandon. Brandon. He is almost 30, and but he is like completely controlled by his mom. It is sad. He even like looks and dresses and styles himself and carries himself like a teenage boy. Like he's like hunched over and like he has like real short hair like Dennis the Menace. Yeah, pretty much everything you need to know about Brandon is on the way to pick up his Russian girlfriend, Julia, from the airport. His mother was on the phone with her gynecologist to try to get Julia on some birth control. And while this is happening, Brandon is sitting in the backseat playing on this Nintendo Switch. Yes. And uh, and then later when the mother, so the mother, the father, Brandon and Brandon's fiance. What's the name of the fiance? Julia. Julia who's a Russian go-go dancer. Like Brandon meets this girl. She's a go-go dancer. Uh, they fall in love. Bring uh, they, they come to America. 
And um, they all go out to like dinner at the hotel restaurant. And uh, the first thing out of the mom's mouth is like, so you're going to get on birth control. We're going to be putting you on birth control. Like she's a dog or a cat or something <laughs> that they're trying to fix to make sure there aren't more puppies. Yeah, no. And Julia is the only sympathetic character in this entire like rigmarole that they're going on. Julia's like, no, 26 years. I've never had accident with children. And the mom is like, it's not been 26 years. It's only been a few years. Like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Are you, you want to ask that? You want to ask how long she's been sexually active, too? Fucking yeah. weirdo. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, you might think, like, well, I mean, if they don't want to have a baby, why don't they just use condoms? Why don't they just use condom sriracha? Uh, because Brandon says that it don't feel as good. Yeah, to be fair, the mom freaking out over birth control very justified because Brandon gave some shit ass answers. I know you didn't see the first episode of this season, but on the first episode, the mom is like, so you guys are staying safe and stuff, right? And Brandon's like, nah, not really. And the implication there is that they're just pulling out, praying and hoping, you know, who pulls out praise and hopes parents. <laughs> and, um, and the threat, the looming threat of uh, an unexpected child is, made no louder than in episode three of 90 Day Fiance, there is another ticking clock. Okay, forget the 90 days to either get married or get out ticking clock. There's a literal ticking clock in the in the lower right-hand corner of 90 Day Fiance that says an hour and 10 minutes until the season premiere of Unexpected. 50 minutes until the season premiere of Unexpected. And Unexpected is another show on the Discovery Channel or the Learning Channel, whatever the fuck channel Sriracha watches, uh, where it is just about how, how teenagers get a baby and it ruins their life. Now, you might be thinking like, well, that's a pretty heavy editorial bias. Uh, in one of the commercials, the Unexpected, a mother literally looks into the camera and goes, this baby is coming to ruin their lives. True or false? Very true. I kind of want to watch that show. I'm surprised you didn't keep watching Unexpected. Last, we have YouTube TV now. We got YouTube TV. Oh, yes. I love YouTube TV. I love it so much. It's like I'm getting cable. You are getting cable. <laughs> That's what YouTube TV is. Well, it's cable. I love cable television. Um, and last, and one of the fun things that YouTube TV has is it has a little DVR built into it. You can push one button on the app on your phone and it will record a TV show. And so last night, Sriracha is like, I'm going to go to bed. I'm like, you don't want to stay up to watch Unexpected? <laughs> so that you've been talking about for days. And she's like, no, I'm sleepy. And I'm like, well, let me record it for you. And she's like, yeah, you don't need to record it for me. I'm like, Sriracha, let me just record Unexpected for you. You know you're going to want to watch Unexpected. You have to do no effort. I'm offering to record Unexpected. <laughs> and did you record Unexpected? Of course I go recorded Unexpected. I care about you. My favorite couple, my least favorite couple this season, I think, is Tariq and Hazel. Tariq creeps me the fuck out. Do you remember who that is? I, you, you're, I don't. You're going to have to tell. All these people are the same to me. Just a bunch of sad boy and sad girl couples that shouldn't be. If they were a good, functional couple, they would not be on 90 Day Fiance. That a good couple does not good television make. That's true. My friend, the Scottish girl, applied for 90 Day Fiance. They told her no. <laughs> I guess because their storyline isn't interesting enough. So Tariq and Hazel, Tariq is like the giant old man. You know, like the older guy who's dating that 26-year-old girl from the Philippines. And if you watch the first season with Tariq and Hazel, it's like she just straight up says, she's like, I'm homeless. I live in the Philippines and I want to get my son back eventually. I'm just a poor girl and Americans have a better life. So it's very clear that she's going like for the green card, right? And it's clearly that she just wants to get a better life for her son. But every freaking plotline of this show is the American being like, is she with me for love or she just want a green card? It's like, buddy, that's how this show works. And nobody <laughs> and nobody on this show <laughs> nobody on this show besides Hazel has been so straight up except for this woman named Anfisa who was a couple seasons ago was like, I am dating Georgia because he told me he was rich and I get here and I see that he lied. <laughs> Anfisa was 
awesome. It's Fisa's the best. At one point, Anfisa and her fiance, Georgie, they go to buy a engagement ring. And Anfisa's standing there. She's like, what is the most expensive one you have? And they bring out this like fucking $90,000 ring. She's like, yes, Georgie, we take that one. <laughs> and he's like trying to explain to her logically. He's like, I don't know why, the, where the fuck these guys get off lying about this shit. Because is it, do they think they're not going to get caught when they bring their fiance over to Las Vegas and they don't have a car and they live with their mom? Like, do they, do they think that they're going to be like, oh my gosh, people aren't getting robbed and murdered in the middle of the street. This is so much better than Brazil. Yeah, I genuinely think that a lot of these guys just assume that like a low, like, like making minimum wage in America means you're rich everywhere else. And so like they tell these girls like, yeah, I'm a rich American. They don't realize that like, uh, like they have, they have TV over there. Right. They have TV and movies and they actually have a show called 90 Day Fiance <laughs> that they play in these other countries. So like the fact that you live with your mom and you don't have a car does not mean you're rich. And so these girls come over and they're like, I want a $45,000 wedding dress. Like I will, like we are going to buy a big house. And then these guys are like, uh, I exaggerated how rich I was. And it, every time. Right. Every time. And they all get so mad, too. They're like, she's only with me for my money. And Anfisa, fucking God bless her, is the only one who's straight up like, yeah, you wouldn't be with me if I was ugly. Yes. Like, damn, Georgie, she got you. She yes. fucking got you. Yeah, like, exactly. Yes, I would. Fuck off. No, you would not. Yeah, that was awesome. I, I have not seen Anfisa. I like Anfisa. Because wasn't he like, if I died, what would you do? And she was like, I would probably find another man with money. Yes, that's exactly what she said. He's like, if I can't work, what are you going to do? She said, leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, exactly. He was like, what if I get sick and I can't work? I will go home to my parents. <laughs> Um, I have a friend from the Ukraine who we were talking about this because a, a disproportionate number of the women that they import for this show are from like Russia, Ukraine, Moldova, that little cluster of Soviet fuckery. <laughs> and I was talking to her. I was like, is it like ignorance or racism or what? Because like Ukraine, granted, it's not. America, but it's also not Somalia. Like, I don't imagine, like, life in Ukraine is that shit and terrible. And she's like, oh, no, but every Ukrainian wants to come to America. I'm like, really? She says, yeah, because all of our movies and TV shows are, like, about America and going to America and how, like, it's a wealth, a treasure trove of luxury. <laughs> yeah, uh, my dad told me the same thing, uh, you know, because he grew up in Greece and he was just like, yeah, we're like, we are we are sold this dream of America. The idea that like, this, I mean, literally, they used to say the streets were paved with gold. That was like a literal belief <laughs> that people had that like coming to America would just be this totally insane thing. And I mean, and interestingly, like, you know, there is proof of that. I mean, remember the uh, the North Korean woman you talked to us about? Which one? The Tell one who was, who was like... It was like uh, our North Korean propagandists told us that Americans were so rich, they put their dogs in clothes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that one's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she's like, I thought that was just more crazy North Korean propaganda. But no, Americans are so rich, they do put their dogs in clothes. <laughs> and it's like, oh, we kind of do put our dogs in clothes. Yeah, here. that was on Shark Tank a couple of nights ago. It's a lady who wanted to put your dog in clothes. So, yes. Way to go, North Korea. <laughs> yeah, they got one right. Like, no, their leader doesn't have magic powers. Yes, we do dress up our dogs like children. Like, ugh. So, and, it, and it's interesting because, like, I think that the show, it does play with these stereotypes. Like, sometimes there'll be a dude, an American dude, like a big schlub, who, like, met his wife in the Philippines and brought her here. And he'll like give her a tour of the house and he'll be like, and this is the microwave. Like you can put things in and it cooks it with magic. And like, you'll be like, oh yeah, this guy's being racist. But then last night the guy was like, and this is a dishwasher. You put the dishes in it and the machine washes the dishes. And one was like, I've never even heard of a dishwasher. I have no idea what a dishwasher is. I've never seen a dishwasher. Um, she's like, I'm scared of the dishwasher. I'm going to wash my own dishes. 
I don't trust this dishwasher. And now there's like a B plot where it's like wife versus the machine. Like she's John Henry Irons, like trying to scrub saucers and cups, trying to outdo this dishwasher who she's afraid is going to cuck her out of her husband. That's Hazel. That's Hazel and Tariq, the least interesting couple on this season so far, except for that uh, Egyptian girl. And the dude and the one that was like, yeah, no, we're probably just going to go to Mexico in the middle of the pandemic. Oh, yeah. The, the, the French. I, I thought she was French. Yeah, she's half French, half Egyptian. Oh, OK. But um, the whole subplot with Tariq and Hazel is Tariq is this schlubby, like 50 year old American dude. And Hazel is this 28 year old Filipino woman. And they keep confusing. So Tariq announces to us at the beginning of this season that he found out recently that Hazel is bisexual. But by that, he means, I guess we're going to have to get a girlfriend for Hazel now. And I don't understand the connection here because he's like, he's confusing bisexual and poly. And it's clear that like he's kind of into it too. What do you, what's the read that you get on him? Because I don't know about this because the whole drama go, or boring ass drama they're trying to make go on is he was communicating with their ex-girlfriend whose name is Minty for whatever reason <laughs> and trying to like talk to her about the coronavirus or something and I don't know if this is like something she's into or something he's like pressuring her into. Um. Okay. It is very unclear. Uh, by the show. Okay, so this guy, Tariq, he is a couple of forks short of a serving set. No, he might be stupid. He, he's on, like, the left side of the IQ bell curve. Nah, okay, and and it's like not, like, stupid, like, stereos. You picked up Eggo maple syrup cereal instead of Eggo home-style cereal. Oh, it's he's like, no, there's, like, something happening there. And he does, he keeps going, like, well... She's bisexual, so it means we're going to have to get a girlfriend in our marriage. Uh, she's bisexual, so, so you know, we're going to have to get a third. I mean, that's just, that's what bisexuality is. It's, we're going to have to find a girl. And so, but then every time she calls him on Skype, she's like, hey, uh, how are the girls in America? Are they hot? We're going to get a hot girl. We're going to get a, you're ugly. <laughs> I'm going to need some. Something more attractive than you. It is so fucking fascinating because you could almost see the wheels turning in Tariq's head. He's like, now she's talking about all these hot girls. And then it gets me thinking, are you going to forget about me? Like, is it starting to click now, Tariq? <laughs> is it starting to click? Also, this girl is leaving her son with her ex-husband in the Philippines to come to America and like marry kind of a dumb guy and find a girlfriend. And it's like, yo, this lady is gonna have a long career in reality television, cause she is a mess. She is like a little drama factory and I love it. Now you see, I, I think, so it, it was established she left her kid in the Philippines because she was homeless in the Philippines. Oh, so, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, no, so she wants to bring her kid. If you wanna see a real tragic mess, you gotta look at Larissa from the other season. Larissa is a Brazilian woman who did straight up leave her kids in Brazil and came over here to get married to a guy that lied to her and promised that he could buy everything and she got mad when he wouldn't buy pay for her tits and like her lipo. So then she left him and started dating another dude and then <laughs> created an OnlyFans. And now she's working on getting her kids over here. How is her OnlyFans doing? Apparently it's pretty good. Like she, I follow her on Instagram and she puts ads up all the time because she's got these like cartoonishly big fake tits. Mm -hmm. So she just like posts pics of herself, like wagging her boobies around. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the cast members make OnlyFans. And I think Larissa is one of the only ones who I would actually consider paying for. Wow. Okay. So see, it's interesting. Like with my, like in my generation, you didn't want to be on a reality TV show. Like- Reality TV kind of like was born like when we were teenagers and when when we were like uh you know 12 year olds and such. And so it was just like, yeah, you go on a reality TV show and it's kind of like the Jerry Springer show but longer. Like it was like a trashy thing to do. But the sense I get with you when you talk about Jovi and that other girl, what's the name of the girl? Yara. When you talk about Jovi and Yara, 
it's like nine being on 90 Day Fiance is like a very big career move, it seems. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're on this show, you're pretty much instantly famous. Like, even the people that people hate on the art, like Big Ed. Pretty much everybody dislikes Big Ed. And can you remind people who Big Ed is? Big Ed is the thumb man. <laughs> <laughs> Big Ed is, I saw somebody say that Big Ed looks like a human being designed to survive a car crash. Yes, he absolutely does. He looks like the Mucinex booger and he's the one that went to the Philippines and then was like shocked that Rose lives in poverty and the whole time he's like, she's just using me for my money and he's being a total douche and then at the end of the trip, he's like, I don't want to have kids. And she's like, I want to leave you. I, that's it. You've, your behavior is not good. And you lied to me multiple times. And then he has this moment where he's like crying. He's like, I thought I was going to come over here to marry Rose. I had no idea she would also be evaluating me. <laughs> <laughs> Like, even people that hate... Big Ed is pretty much, like, the quintessential 90-day villain, and even he is getting his own stupid, dumb spin-off shows. Yeah, uh, he's the guy that puts mayonnaise in his hair. Yeah. Um, They keep playing ads for something called Discovery Plus uh, during 90 Day Fiance, and, like, one of the big selling points of Discovery Plus is that you get access to, like, Big Ed's private... COVID diaries? Four fucking spinoffs. Four of them. That's ridiculous. That's disgusting. And that's in addition to the other 400,000 90 Day Fiance spinoffs that already exist. One is literally just a clip show. I'm not even kidding. Uh, okay. And so obviously uh, there are eight spinoffs uh, on the Wikipedia page here. Uh, 90 Day Fiance is the flagship show. Then there's 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After. Wait, tell me what each of these shows is. Okay, what's 90 Day Fiance calling Happily Ever After? It's, I believe they get married and now they have to live together in the United States and it's a dumpster fire. <laughs> oh, oh, I think there's a question mark at the end of the word after. Oh, so it's like Happily Ever After? Yeah, like will they stay together? <laughs> the uh, answer is usually, they usually no. don't. Yeah. Um, 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. Oh, that was the season that Ed was on. That's when they go to uh, the other country and like hang out and decide if they want to move forward with the marriage process. And it's pretty much just uh, it, it, that one could be subtitled colon Americans bitching about third world countries oh, yeah, <laughs> for right. six consecutive months. Yes. you. There's something you always say where you're like. Couldn't they have just Googled this place? Yeah, like all the time. It's they're shocked that they arrive there and then it's not America every single fucking season. Like at some point, Ed is complaining. He's like, I didn't think it would be this hot in the fucking Philippines, bro. Are you serious? Like this feels like something you could have used the in-flight Wi-Fi to find out. Right. Or it's like they're just like, I can't drink the water over here. It's like, did you you did no you that's like one of the most basic things like you find out like is the water potable will the water there kill me you think they would be a little do you think they put a little bit more effort into figuring out whether or not they could drink the basic building block of life yeah no they do no research and they arrive and they're like oh my heavens it's they shit in a bucket in nigeria <laughs> dear lord why did no one tell me this um okay 90 Day Fiance, colon, what now? I don't remember what that one is. I've never seen what now. <laughs> I didn't think you would know what this is because it's an original digital series that gives updates on past 90 Day Fiance couples. 90 Day Fiance, colon, the other way. Oh, the other way is fun. The other way is when they try to move to a different country and they get treated like uh, we treat immigrants here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, 90 Day Fiance colon Pillow Talk. Pillow Talk is the shittiest. What? This is just literally 90 Day Fiance reaction channeling, like just reacting to episodes of 90 Day Fiance, like couples that have been on it, reacting to other couples that are currently on 90 Day Fiance. It is, it's like, it, it's weird. I've seen it. I watched it with my mom once. It's like 90 Day Fiance pop-up video where it it is, it's just, Couples yelling at the TV at other couples that are fucking up. I kind of like this one the most. Really? Because, oh, and here's why I like it. 
My mom has no one to talk with 90 Day Fiance about. No one. She can't talk with my dad. I call last night. Like, now that we're watching 90 Day Fiance, like, I text my mom during the show. Because, like, I love my mom. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, exactly. And I, then I called my dad during the commercial break. And I'm like, I'm watching 90 Day Fiance with uh, my girlfriend. Are you watching 90 Day Fiance with mom? I know he's not. He's like, no, I'm watching Columbo. And I'm like, damn it. I wish I was watching Columbo. I love Columbo so much. Oh, my dad has such a thing. Oh, he's got the life. He's watching me TV, watching Columbo, try to figure out that Johnny, Ca like Johnny Cash is the murderer or, or George Cooper Lindsay is the murderer. Oh, oh my God. William Shatner playing a, Playing like a, a big egotistical television star, but how could he have murdered the girl when he was recording a live episode of television at the same time? Like, oh, I love Columbo. He's always got just one more thing. Yo, oh, they underestimate Columbo. I'll tell you right now, Sriracha. These upper class, stuffy, often British murderers, they don't take Columbo seriously in his rumpled suit. Shoot on cigar, he's wall-eyed, like, but they underestimate him at their peril because Columbo solves every murder. So this guy is house but detective? <laughs> no. House is Sherlock Holmes but doctor. So this detective is Sherlock Holmes but detective? I in that every detective is Sherlock Holmes? Plus but detective. detective. I mean, yeah. yes. I've never seen Columbo. Can okay, you, you okay, you would not like Columbo. It's very long. It's very there's a lot of just Peter Falk. There's just a lot of scenes of like just him in his car, him drinking a cup of coffee. Like also, every episode of Columbo opens with the murderer committing a murder. And you so you see everything. So you know who the murderer oh, is. Oh, damn it. So well, that's fun. not fun. Well, so there's no real tension. It's kind of like the question is like, can Columbo figure out this murder? You know? All right. But anyway, I know about Columbo. My dad really got the life. Uh, the reason I like uh, 90 Fiance Pill Talk is because it's like, no, it's like it simulates if my mom had friends who she could talk about 90 Day Fiance with because she's watching other people talk about 90 Day Fiance. It's kind of like how a podcast is like ear buddies. Yeah, that's true. I'm in your brain right now. I'm in your brain right now. Hello? <laughs> um, okay. 90 Day Fiance colon self-quarantined. Oh, that is, I think that's the video diary show. Where they like they were like, how can we make this again but lower the production value substantially? Just axe the film crew, give them an iPhone. Yes, it's great. And the and the new show on Discovery Plus is clearly just this too. It's like they they found a way to make reality television even cheaper. They already pay these people nothing and give them no benefits. They found a way to get rid of cameramen now too. Like, like. The one thing you could always say about about reality television was like, well, at least a sound recordist is getting paid. At least that boom operator is getting paid. Like, at least editors are like recoloring the footage and making it pop. And the Discovery Channel just kind of realized like, no, they will just put a bunch of iPhone stuff on our TV show and people will watch it. Because it got to words 90 Day Fiance in it. Yeah, it's just like vlog, but on TV. <laughs> it's on TV. It's on TV. Major corporations are buying ad time against the human thumb covering his face like guacamole, <laughs> scraping some off with a chip, then eating the chip. Yeah, fuck Big A and fuck uh, Pillow Talk and also fuck self-quarantine. <laughs> Finally. The Family Chantel? Oh, The Family Chantel is a shitty spinoff that uh, Shan one, one couple on Ninth Day Fiance got because they're such fucking dumpster fires. <laughs> and it's not going to happen, and TLC needs to stop trying to make it happen. Well, what about... B90 Strikes Back. Oh, 90 Day Fiance Strikes Back is a funny as fuck show where the producers give all the contestants, or not contestants, the people on 90 Day Fiance mean tweets about themselves, and then they read them and react to them. It's great. It's great. You know that mean tweet segment that uh, Kimmel did? He turned that into a TV show, too! That, but it's an entire TV show. Uh, 
H, and I assume H-E-A strikes back is 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After People striking back. Against Twitter.com. Isn't there a show where 90 Day Fiance people react to other 90 Day Fiance people reacting to them? I don't. I, I would not doubt it, but I have not seen it. Okay. I believe there's a show that's people reacting, 90 Day Fiance couples reacting to 90 Day Fiance pillow talk couples reacting to 90 Day Fiance couples. I think there's a show like that. Um, finally, Darcy and Stacy. Oh, Darcy and Stacy rules. Darcy and Stacy. <laughs> So uh, Darcy is a histrionic uh, 46-year-old woman who is really, really into dating like dudes from Europe. Her first, she's been on 90 Day Fiance two consecutive times and failed to find love. So then she got her own spinoff show with her twin sister, Stacy. And then you meet Stacy and some of the gaps start getting filled in. Mm. Like Stacy is dating this dude from Austria named uh, Florian, who is like 20 years younger than her. And so Darcy tries to date these other dudes from Europe that are 20 years younger than her. And they end up being huge douchebags. And But at the end of Darcy and Stacy, she does get engaged to a poor guy named Georgie. That's that clip. Remember I showed you that clip of Darcy getting absolutely fucking wasted and accusing Georgie of having a secret child because somebody left a fire emoji on his Instagram. Oh, that girl. Yeah, that's from Darcy and Stacy. Okay. Yeah, so listeners, in case you haven't noticed, there's just a freak show network now. It's called The Learning Channel, excuse you. And it's called The Learning Channel. And it's like, all right, 90 Fiance, these like freak show couples screaming at each other, sometimes over iPhones, sometimes over Bennigan's, like screaming at each other. Unexpected, a show where teenagers have babies and we're supposed to like gawk at them. <laughs> thousand pound sisters. Oh, love thousand pound sisters. Can you do me a favor? Name all the fat people shows you can. Uh, my 600 pound life, thousand pound sisters, hoarders counts because they're all fat. Mm -hmm. uh, did I say my big fat fabulous life? No, you did not. My big fat fabulous life. Uh, that's all the ones that I know. Okay. And it's like uh, these shows, they always open on a shot of like a humongous 700 pound woman, like trying to reach something while screaming in pain. <laughs> and falling over. And falling over and also like blurring. And they'll put blur in there too, as if to be like, there are no shorts made that could Shorts have not yet been designed to cover this person's butt. Yeah, pretty much the difference between these three shows is how do they view being too fat to walk? Is it sad? Then you're watching 600 Pound Life. Is it kind of funny? Then you're watching uh, 1,000 Pound Sisters. Is it hysterical? Then you're watching My Big Fat Fabulous Life. Yeah, it's uh, you're one. I never even thought about that, but you're right. And it's just. It's all about what music they play under it. It is. It's the exact same thing three different times with three different backtracks. Um, what's another? Oh, right. Uh, what's that show about the sexy Mormons? Uh, welcome to Plathville. Well, yeah, Welcome to Plathville seems to be this show about like hot Mormon teenagers that the producers really want to, to fuck each other. Like these producers like are, you get the sense of these producers are like, real horny to sexualize these teens and it's like brothers and sisters holding each other and it's like huh hmm how's that are you learning yet learning channel viewers <laughs> i don't watch welcome to Clathville because they creep me out like just their their flesh colored hair <laughs> creeps me out well but you know why it creeps you out because they designed the marketing for this show to be like a true crime show they all look like perfect Aryan clones of one another. Yeah, but like, but then it'll be like, welcome to Plathville. Like, they want you to find these people creepy and scary. Like, they want you to find these fat people horrific. Like, they want to, like, document the, like, the misery of unexpected uh, kids. Like, they want you to see, like, a 45-year-old yell at a 25-year-old because of a fire emoji. <laughs> this whole network is, like, awful. It's so, so bad. Like, uh, it's just a whole network devoted to humanity's worst. 
<laughs> and uh, it genuinely depresses me that this network exists. Like when we're sitting and watching 90 Day Fiance, like you see how my face is reacting. Yeah, you look like you're in physical pain. It's, it's just like, oh my God. Although on the bright side, I've been eating less. Is it, are you eating less because of my 600 pound life? Yes, <laughs> I am. Uh, there's a show, my 600 pound life. Like one day, Sriracha was, uh, she was feeling a little down in the dumps. So I pulled out the YouTube app, YouTube TV app, and I just put the word fat in the search. <laughs> and 50 shows popped up. She was like, no, I want this particular flavor of fat people today. And it's the show, my 600 pound life. And every episode, these giant, humongous fat people. It always opens with them ordering lunch. Or them like driving one of those little scooty puffs and then falling over. And then falling over and then screaming in pain. <laughs> Melodramatic knees like, duh, duh, duh. Playing in the background as they like desperately try to reach the top shelf of the Cookie Crisp series. Yes, exactly. Or or they'll be on the phone and they'll be like, I'll take four large pizzas. <laughs> Seven five McDoubles. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? Seven McDoubles, three Big Macs, four large french fries. And meanwhile, you hear this like super sad, melancholic music playing in the background. Like they're not choosing to fill themselves with this. I know. And, and they'll always like cut to like their mom or their girlfriend or their daughter. Just like going like, well, there's nothing you can do. You can't stop this gigantic elephant person from ordering an entire sizzler to be delivered to their house. <laughs> And then they meet up with this like little angry d troll doctor. Can you explain about the little doctor man? Yeah, doctor now is like a really, really old fashioned Hungarian doctor. And every every episode is you are fat. <laughs> he says, you are fat. And then they're like, I know I'm fat. I want bariatric surgery. And doctor now says, well, I will give you bariatric surgery. But first, you need to prove that you have the wherewithal to not be fat after the surgery. So he's like, I'm giving you two months to lose 40 pounds or something. Yeah, which sometimes is it's like 20 pounds. Sometimes it's not a very high bar. Yeah, and then, these people are six hundred pounds because they're on a show called My Six Hundred Pound Life. So he gives them a special diet to follow, and then the drama from there is: do they follow the diet or do they crash and burn and eat a whole sizzler every day? Yeah, and it's like they they always crash and burn. They didn't crash and burn; they wouldn't be on TV. Um, now some of them do then pick themselves up and lose a little bit of weight and get the surgery. Yeah. Like, um, are there happy endings to the show? I would say 80% of them are happy endings. Like, really? they get their bariatric surgery, and then it ends with them having lost, like, 200 pounds. Of course, they're nowhere near, like, the realm of a weight that they should be. But you can tell that they're on a positive track, and that other people just don't take it seriously and stuff themselves. And the doctor now is like, you have even gained even more weight. Yes. You are going home. Yeah, exactly. And like Dr. Now will always give them the speech where, where he'll be like, there's an 80% chance that you'll be dead in five years. And they're just like, oh, wow, that's so sad. I better eat some nachos to deal with this <laughs> emotion. And it's just like, no! And you want to like reach into the TV, like slap the nachos out of the goddamn hands. Yeah, just like that's what the enablers should be doing. Like when they lift the cheeseburger to them, just hit it. <laughs> What are they going to do? Bend down and get it? That's a really good point, actually. <laughs> um, and uh, and it, and with my with my signature pound life, they will check in with them like a year later, which I like because I heard that like on the Biggest Loser, they would immediately gain back all the weight. So I kind of like how like on my signature pound life, like they're selling the idea that like change is possible. Um, like one of the one of the women goes to therapy. And she's like, and she realizes that like when she overeats, it's like she's trying to feed her dead teenage son. Like she gets the foods that he would have wanted. And she's like, you know, I'm, I'm eating for me and I'm eating for him. And the therapist is like, no, is that healthy? And she's like, well, now that you mentioned it, no, it's not. Oh, shit. I'm 600 pounds. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like, I do like that. But like, uh, yeah, like. There have been days recently where like all I've had all day is coffee and some eggs because like I see this show. See, you're learning. It is a learning channel. You're learning what you need to do to not become on the channel. <laughs> I guess I'm learning what I need to do to not become. 
I'll watch these shows with you, Sriracha, because I'm a big fan of you. You're my co-host, and I respect you, and I respect <laughs> the things that you, I respect your likes and your wants. But if I have to watch one more commercial about Dr. Pimple Popper. Oh, my God. They're, those uh, commercials are aggressive. Like, they blur out the big smears of pus pouring out of people's skulls. Here's a, here's a Dr. Pimple Popper's Christmas special called Season's. Squeezing. Ew, is that really what it's called? Yes, it's called season squeezings. You think I'm making up squeezing? That's disgusting. I hate that show. Yeah, it is disgusting. It's almost like there's an entire network full of disgusting. <laughs> anyway, Discovery Plus coming out uh, January 4th. Uh, get it now. Get all your uh, bonus uh, content on Discovery Plus. Thanks to our sponsor, Discovery Plus. You can watch seven different clip shows of 90 Day Fiance participants. All right. And we will be right back after this with more of the loudest podcast. All right. Gift time. Um, people are sending some awesome stuff to us for the holidays to our P.O. Box. That is P.O. Box 90. 700 Brooklyn, New York, 11209. Sriracha, can you show people how gigantic that gift I, is? First of all, thank you so much to everybody who sent us beautiful Christmas gifts. I don't know what's in this box, but I can't lift it. <laughs> careful, careful. There's lights and everything set up. <laughs> there we go. Oh, yeah. Sorry, whoever bought this. Whatever's inside is definitely broken. <laughs> All right, what's their first name and last initial? Um, let's find out. Uh, they did not specify a name, but they did write their full address, so I don't want to read it. All right, well, thank you. Well, they're from upstate New York? Yes, yes, uh, yes. Okay, thank you, upstate New York listener. Uh, please pop it open. All right, the first name is Apartment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, Christmas present going in. This box is like bigger than Sriracha. It's gigantic. Yeah. And I, I, I fucked up my ribs too. You be careful. Oh, I see. <gasps> what? Oh, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> oh, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> did you know what this is? Yes, I did. It's a bunch of fucking cereal. It's a bunch of cereal. It's a giant box of cereal. Welcome back to the Crunch Bunch. Fuck you. <laughs> Sriracha, take us through what is inside the box piece by piece. Look for a letter. You know what you're doing. Okay. First, we got Honey Bun cereal, which is from a hostess. It looks like a joke, but it apparently was $1.99 at Ollie's. <laughs> okay. Now, Honey Bun cereal is uh, it, just like Hostess makes cupcakes and snowballs and Twinkies, they also make like a little dessert called honey buns, and they turn those honey buns into a whole cereal. Uh, then just to even things out, we have a bunch of IRL trash. Okay, the <laughs> newspapers that are protecting the cereal, please. I doubt that. Um, we got Eggo's waffle cereal. Yes, Eggo, they put the sweet taste of homestyle Eggo waffles into a cereal. Sweet, crunchy taste. Oh, there, there is a letter. It says, Merry Christmas to the Crunch Brunch. From your fan, Big Sweezy. Thank you, Big Sweezy. <laughs> oh, yeah, good idea. <laughs> uh, and then we we got Funfetti. Cereal. Yes. I'm most excited about this one yes. so far. We have Funfetti cereal and Sriracha for our listeners in Europe. What is Funfetti? It's uh, the flavor of birthday cake, except bad. Yeah, no. Sriracha! Funfetti is like confetti you can eat, which would make it more fun, which is why it's called Funfetti. It's a special kind of crumbly, delicious, soft sprinkle. And then last but certainly not least, we have Oreos. Didn't you make me eat these already? Yes, but I did not make you eat mega stuff Oreos with more cream than ever. Well, thanks so much, Big Sweezy, you fucking jackass. <laughs> and listeners, this... There's a reason I wanted to open this gift, and it wasn't just that I would get to eat cereal. A lot of people, they're like, oh, I want more Crunch Bunch. Oh, will you review more anime? Oh, will you do more this? Oh, will you do more that? And it's like, if you send us something, yes, we will. We will have no choice. 
It's very difficult to get Sriracha to do the Crunch Bunch. But now that someone said the cereal, if we didn't do the Crunch Bunch, it would be rude. That's true. We do have to eat. Let's, let's pop over this Fudfetti first. All right, let's do Fudfetti first. All right, I'll get us a bowl. Yeah, I need you to take this box off of me because my ribs. Oh, God, okay. Here. Oh, this is really heavy. I know, I right? Kidding. No, I was not. Listeners, I pulled a muscle in, I think, my rib cage or something, because, man, I have not been able to lift shit. Like, usually I can't lift shit, but now I can't lift shit. <laughs> As always, this episode is sponsored by Patreon.com slash Serious. Patreon.com slash Serious is the only place that you can access our unique, special sticker club. Every month, just $15, you get a brand new sticker. This month is the Porg Chatter Christmas sticker. He's so cute. He's chewing on a little microphone. Uh, all this art comes from Mimi Yori on Twitter. She's amazing. We just got a bunch of new Christery stickers. We sent them out to everybody. The sticker club is where it's at. You guys gotta join. $15 a month and free shipping and even international. So if you live in fucking Eswanti or Australia or somewhere, you will even get your stickers shipped to you free. You guys are used to paying out the ass for everything. Patreon.com slash Asterius is also the only place where you can find our Christery bonus episodes. Uh, we just reviewed Chris losing their virginity to the prostitute Mia Han. We're going to talk about that. I think that one comes out on Christmas. So, yeah, after your, after your dinner with your family where you valiantly defend your political candidate of choice, you can relax with a job well done, glass of wine, and some Christery. Patreon.com slash serious. Just $2 for that. All right. Sriracha is blindfolded. Now, she always says all these cereals taste the same. They all just taste like sugar. They're all just sugar and crap. But I think at this point in her crunch bunch career, she's a crunch connoisseur. And let's see if she can taste the difference between honey bun cereal, mega stuff Oreo cereal, <laughs> funfetti cereal, and Eggo Waffles home style Cereal. Are you betting that I get them right or wrong? I don't know. I just thought this might be like a fun way to mix it up. Um. All right. Here comes the first year. Let's see if it. Now, before you guess what cereal it is, review it. Give us like walk us through the taste. Okay. Um. I predict that I will get one out of four correct. Okay. It smells like that Dunkin' Donuts coffee cereal. Okay. What's well, not that? So I, I know it's not that. Okay. okay. It 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 smells like syrup. What are the cereals again? What are the options? Eggo waffle, honey bun, funfetti, and mega stuff Oreos. Okay, here we go. Yeah, you know, it tastes like corn. Like all the other ones, <laughs> but I'm feeling the cereal and it feels like it has some kind of perforated texture. So I'm going to say honeycomb. Honeycomb? That was not an option. Just remind me. Read you. me the choices again. Okay. Eggo waffle, honey bun, funfetti, and mega stuff Oreo. Honey bun. Open your eyes. Oh, it's, is it honey bun? No, those are, cl those are little Eggo waffles. Look at them. Oh. They're this color of Eggo waffles. They're perforated like a, those could not be more Eggolicious. You know, a lot of them don't even have the perforation. They just have holes in the middle. Oh, really? Actually, I haven't seen this cereal yet. Hold on, let me take a look at these. All right, getting a handful look, of these. What the fuck is this? That's a little baby waffle. No, I mean, it just kind of looks like uh, some the cereal version of diarrhea. All right, let me try these. What do you think? I think it tastes like shit. Yeah, these taste staler than... These taste stale in a way that is not that they were just on the shelf for a long time. It's like, kind of like a baked-in staleness. This kind of tastes like... You ever do that thing where you leave Eggo waffles in the back of the freezer for like a year? Yeah. But you're stoned out of your mind one night, and so you find them, and they're all freezer burnt to fuck, but you're like, yeah, but I'll eat them. Yeah, that that does what that is what this reminds me of. I'm gonna give this cereal a three out of ten. Yeah, okay. So far, this is not great. All right. All right. So I'm zero for one so far. Well, let's see if you can guess our next cereal. All right. Now this time, don't use touch. Here you go. Okay. Don't use touch because one of them is very clearly just 
a bunch of Oreos. Is it? Oh, it it, it reeks of chocolate. Okay. It reeks of chocolate. Hang on. Let me confirm by sticking some on my tongue because I can't touch them. <laughs> yeah. Now, I think this is cheating because um, I've already tasted the Oreo cereal. Uh-huh. And this is just a slight variation on the Oreo. But this is definitely the Oreo cereal. Okay. You're right. You got one out of four so far. That is certainly yeah. mega stuff Oreos. Now, you'll notice that they have more Oreo cream in the form of those little tiny creamy marshmallows. Those taste like shit. Really? Yeah. All right, let me try these. The cereal pieces taste way better in these in these Oreos than in the other box we had. I don't know. They just taste fresher somehow. Yeah. They're also smaller somehow. They're not like... I remember with the Oreo cereals, like these like big assaulting rings. Let me try these little marshmallows. These marshmallows don't taste like shit. They taste like the Lucky Charms marshmallows. No, they do not. They taste like chemicals. Well, yeah, all cereal marshmallows taste like <laughs> chemicals. This is the taste of them. Well, I guess so. I guess you're right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I thought, no, you got me worried for a second. I thought they tasted worse than regular marshmallow cereal. Actually, let me try just one more bite of this. Okay, I'd say six and a half out of ten for Mega Stuff Oreos. How about you? Four. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Here's it this. leaves a bizarre aftertaste. Okay, now which ones are left? Honey, honey, honey bun, Hostess honey bun cereal, and fun fatty cereal. Okay, um, smelling it. It smells kind of like Cheerios. Mm-hmm. Um, gonna stick my tongue in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is tough. This is tough because it's just a generic sweetness. Mm-hmm. Like 99% of cereals have. But it's really, really sweet. Uh, I'm going to go Funfetti. Is that your final answer? Yes. What makes you think it's Funfetti and not Honey Bun? Because it's just overpowering sweetness, and I think that some boomer would sit around and be like, yeah, this is what cake tastes like. Okay, well, first off, that is what cake tastes like, overpowering sweetness. Yeah. Okay, so you did get it right. No reason to play boomers on that. I'm sorry, it was honey bun cereal. Really? You did correctly predict that you would only get one of them right. (laughs) So you were right about that. How does honey, how does post hostess honey bun cereal taste? Dude, have you tried this? No, I haven't tried any of these. It's very sweet. All right, let's try very some honey sweet. bun cereal. Oh, they're little tiny glazed coffee roll honey buns yeah, in your are, hand. They are kind of cute. They're really cute. Don't. Now, remember. Now, obviously, these look like sphincters. Like, don't think they look like sphincters. Like, think they look like delicious honey buns. What does your sphincter look like? What, girl? Yo. This tastes a shitload like honey buns. I don't think it does. Have you ever had a Hostess honey bun? Maybe not. Okay. I'm going to go out and get a Hostess honey bun. Okay. And we'll and you'll see. These taste just like Hostess honey buns. I'm going to have one more bite of this. Okay, this is real. Post-Hostess honey bun cereal might be an 8 out of 10. This has more calories than an average box of cereal does. Yeah. It tastes like it. Yeah. Most cereal has like, I don't know, like 100 calories a serving. This has 150 calories a serving and 12 servings are in a box. So this is 1,800 calories in one box, which is, again, the same as a fully prepared turkey. Mm Wow. Wow. I see you're still eating these. I see you haven't stopped eating these. No, they're sweet. It's like like I'm a human being. I like sugar. I'm just saying. I, I just think it's cool when, you know, because like you have to have one or two bites contractually. I just think it's key when you keep going. All right. So the last one is obviously Funfetti cereal. Okay. This is the one I was most excited for. Oh, it looks like trash. It looks like Funfetti. It looks terrible. It looks like kicks cereal and then someone just spilled some nuclear waste on it it looks like kick cereal that's been rolled around in funfetti be nice to the funfetti cereal it smells like a garbage dump 
some Christmas this is turning out to be. Oh, this is worst. This is the worst. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so again, we've got... I'm not kidding. This tastes like chemicals. Like, I cannot identify another flavor besides chemicals and corn. All right, so this is weird. Usually cereals are from, like, Kellogg's or General Mills. Um, some easily identifiable breakfast company. Like, yeah, Eggo, Kellogg's. Mega Stuff Oreos are from Post. Hostess are from Post. Funfetti is not from a major cereal manufacturer. It's taken a long time to find where it's from. It's from the Hometown Food Company in Madison, Chicago. Yeah, this tastes like Chicago cereal. All right, so this is someone's first bite at the apple, this Funfetti cereal. All right, let me try some of this. Try it. It's real bad. Oh, it smells really offensive. Here, let me give you the box. No, I can smell it. I don't need to smell the box. Yeah, no, it's it it smells like chemicals and it tastes like chemicals. It smelling this box, it's an unusually strong aroma, even for cereal. It's just like uh if cereal could smell rancid, it's this is what cereal smells like. Yeah, it's it's real bad, listener. I'm not over exaggerating. It's very offensive. All right, now I'm gonna try some funfetti cereal. Funfetti going in. This tastes so weird. Like corn and chemicals, right? Like corn drenched in chemicals. It tastes like a rainbow got drunk. It tastes... Oh, and that aftertaste. It's weird. The aftertaste is not good. It it tastes like Play-Doh. I don't know what Play-Doh tastes like until now. Yeah, this tastes like... What nail polish remover smells like? I give this cereal a one. This is the worst cereal we've had yet on the Crunch Bunch. Yeah, this is real bad. This is like legitimately bad. I'm going to take one more bite. No. Oh, no. And and it gets worse the more you eat it somehow. Really? Have one more bite of Funfetti. I can't. I had quite enough bites of Funfetti. Okay, see, there you go. You won't even eat it for the content. It's legitimately that bad. Well, listeners, I hope you've enjoyed this dip back into the Crunch Bunch. And of course, in January, if you're a member of our Sticker of the Month Club, you will be getting a Crunch Bunch sticker. Oh, they're so cute. Suraj, I'm going to hand you a sticker so you can describe it. We have the Crunch Bunch sticker. It's the sticker of the month for January, and we have Asterios as the captain of Crunch, and me as a seasick passenger on the Crunch Bunch Express. Mimi Yori really nailed my facial expression. This is how how I feel right now. And the box of cereal says Chibios. What does that say? Chodios. Chodios. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Um, yeah, I love this little Crunch Bunch sticker. It is me. It's Captain Crunch. We're on a little boat. There's a big sail. The sail says the Crunch Bunch. My fist is raised in the air. It's making one of those like anime power rainbows. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like the, the Imperial Japan. The flag <laughs> of Imperial Japan. It's really cute. Wow. I feel like I might puke. We will be right back after this with more of the Loudest Podcast. That was disgusting. Hey, everybody, that has been our show. It's been our show. I got to say, good voicemails this week. We are going to hit them up next week. Remember, I want you to head on over to patreon.com slash hysterios. We've got a new Christy episode coming out on Christmas Day, and we got Christmas porgs being sent to everybody. They're so cute. If you want to get in on the Crunch Bunch sticker, you got to join at the $15 level. If you want to see me wearing my cute little Russian hat thing, you got to get in at the $15 level. Bonus episodes. Uh, there's so much bonus content. How much bonus content? Like 52 hours or something? We have over 100 bonus episodes now. I, we have like 105 bonus episodes you immediately get for one $2 pledge. And if you want to leave a voicemail, 848-863-5343. That is 848-863-5343. Or you email the loudest podcast at gmail.com. Good shit. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>